Mavs fans, and welcome to another episode of Mavs Content Crazy. I am your host, David C., as always. Hey there, Mavs fans, and welcome to another episode of Mavs Content Crazy. I'm your host, David C., as always, and in today's special after-the-trade edition of Mavs Content Crazy, we're going to break down the trade that the Mavericks did, who was sent out, who we got, and what this does for our Maverick team moving forward. So, let's go ahead and kick this off and talk about who the Mavericks received in this trade. We got J.J. Redick. And for those who don't know, he is one of the best three-point shooters in the league and has been for a very, very long time. Now in his 15th season, J.J. Redick for his career has averaged almost 13 points, two rebounds, and two assists while shooting 44% from the field and 41% from the three-point line. To go along with that, he's a 90% free throw shooter for his career and is just as efficient when it comes to shot making as a player can be in this league. When you look at what the Mavericks got in this player, it is something that can definitely help us make a run in the Western Conference. It's not the piece that just puts us over the top and makes us an instant contender, but it is a piece that just makes us that more dynamic on the offensive end, especially with him now coming off the bench with Tim Hardaway Jr. and Jalen Brunson. We're bringing some extreme firepower now for most teams to have to deal with, and when he's out there actually playing with Luka, you got a guy who is always moving on the court, plays so well off the ball, and can always find the open spot somewhere out there on the court to get up a three-point shot. And he doesn't need a lot of space. JJ has made a career of quickly pulling up, even with a defender right on him, and still draining three-point shots. This is something that is going to be tremendously helpful for this Maverick team as we move forward. Because as we've seen numerous times, and I have said repeatedly on this podcast, that it is frustrating sometimes watching Nuka make these beautiful passes to three-point shooters who are just not making them. I can almost guarantee you, if J.J. Redick is getting wide-open three-point shots the way most of the Maverick players have gotten this season, he is going to absolutely kill it from the three-point line this season because this season he is having a little bit of a down year when it comes to three-point shooting and here's something that really no Maverick could say that wasn't named Seth Curry who is no longer here he's having a down season and shooting 36.4 percent from the three-point line <laughs> that's his down season he's pretty much shooting the same uh, three-point percentage that Luca currently is and that's after a really red-hot shooting three-point stretch for Luca, And of course, just the other guy in the trade, the other piece that was thrown in there to make everything match was Nicola Melli, who we remember from the one game against New Orleans last year where he hit a three-pointer to win over us. He's not a very good shooter in the NBA, only shooting about 19%, and really a guy who probably won't play a whole lot for the Mavericks, but he was part of this trade, so I just wanted to make sure I mentioned him as well. 
So when we look at it overall, it's just great to have this guy on this team. He is going to definitely help us on the offensive end. And he's not a horrible defender. I've heard a lot of people talk about him uh, today looking at interviews and looking at videos and other YouTubers and other people out there talking about him and want to say that he's just absolutely a trash defender. I do not believe that whatsoever. I've watched a lot of him and I actually called this trade last year. I was hoping that the Mavericks would make a move for JJ at last year's trade deadline. And for some odd reason this year, I just really didn't even think about him <laughs> as far as us going out there and getting him. It was uh, uh, something that really didn't cross my mind this year, but it was something that I wanted last year. And hey, I got it right. I was just a year early. And when you look at what the Mavericks gave up to get him, we really didn't give up anyone who was playing any significant minutes for us. We gave up James Johnson, Wessa Wundu, and a second round draft pick. Now, Wessa Wundu is a guy who was kind of getting a little interesting for the Mavericks. I'm not going to lie. He played some really good defense in spurts for the Mavericks the last few games and kind of just helped us uh, in his time out there on the court when he did play. Now, obviously, he's not an offensive player. He was giving us nothing on the offensive end, but we were using him more to play solid defense on good players and kind of help us get back into games with just his effort out there. And he did it. So it's it's a, a situation where he just wasn't going to get enough time here. So thank you, Wessa Wundu, for the time that you did have here in Dallas. And you did actually help us in a couple games. So much appreciate you in the limited time that you were here. James Johnson, who went out in this trade as well. James Johnson is a guy who I was pretty high on in the beginning part of the season and was really liking the kind of effort that he usually gave to the Mavericks. But it's unfortunate uh, when you look at the other side of it where he just hadn't played a whole lot for us, especially when everyone came back from COVID. He just didn't get the opportunity to play a whole lot. And that's just um, a circumstance of us just having a lot of other good players that came back and um, that's not a bad problem to have when you got someone who was giving you pretty good minutes um, for a good amount of time out there while everyone was out and then to have to bench him and really not have to go back to him too much once you got everyone back. That, that That's a pretty good problem to have. But when you look at it, he wasn't a great overall shooter. While he did give us some good defensive spurts and um, some playmaking ability out there as far as creating assists and ball movement for our our team, he definitely helped in that regard, but it really was a matter of he just didn't give you anything whatsoever on the offensive end. And for me, I'm still disappointed by it. I like James Johnson, and I thought he could really help us. But, hey, you can't have everybody. You can't have everything. You got to choose. And right now, if I had to choose between James Johnson and J.J. Redick, I'm definitely leaning more to J.J. Redick and what he can do on the offensive side of the ball for this Maverick team because it is another dynamic, another shooter, another playmaker that the Mavericks now have. He is definitely up there in age at age 36. He's not a sprightly guy anymore, <laughs> but he doesn't need to be, especially out there playing next to Luka. If he can spot up and just hit threes all day, then that's only going to help this Maverick team. And I kind of really expect his three-point shooting to shoot up once he gets here with the Mavericks and gets a lot of the open looks that he's going to get while playing out there. 
And then the last part of the trade that the Mavericks did send out was a second round draft pick because, of course, that's all we have anyway. So it doesn't really matter. When I look at our second round draft picks, I look at it as the Mavericks are not going to have a very high draft pick whatsoever. So they don't really mean a whole lot to me, especially when it comes to second round draft picks. It'll be in the later end of the second round. So uh, it really doesn't affect the Mavericks to give that up. But Obviously, thank you, James Johnson. Thank you, Wessa Wundu, um, for helping our Mavericks in the time that you were here. Sad to see you go, but happy to have J.J. Redick on this roster now to really help Luka with wide-open shots because he's going to get a whole lot of them played in our offense, and it's only going to make us that more deadly on the offensive end. So what does this trade actually do for our Maverick team? I'm going to tell you right now, this Maverick team is poised to move up in the standings. <sighs> Let me say this. Sorry, Mavs fans, but I'm going to have to go on a bit of a rant here. I have spent the entire day after the trade listening to other podcasts, looking at YouTube videos, listening to local Dallas radio like 105.3 The Fan and many other stations. And I got to say... Even listening to experts, I'm not going to name some of these guys that I heard uh, because there are so many of them at this point, but so many so-called Maverick writers, Maverick insiders, Maverick fans, it's kind of gotten to the point where I don't think anyone is really understanding what happened to this Maverick team and where we should actually be in the standings when you look at the overall view of everything at this point in the season. So let me break it down for you, Mavs fans. The Mavericks are only three games out of the number three seed in the Western Conference right now. Well, the Clippers won tonight, so that probably puts us about four games back. But still, okay, four games back of the number three seed. Remember that. <laughs> Think back now to the time where we lost everyone. Porzingis wasn't playing in the beginning part of the season. Then we lose five players who are in our starting rotation to COVID. We go on a six-game losing streak. And then even when we get all of our players back, it takes time for them to get their legs and lungs back. And the Mavericks still lose uh, quite a few games in there. Let me just ask you this. Had COVID not taken place... I'm not even going to talk about the Porzingis injury and say if he was healthy because he was already hurt since last year. But just say COVID. If COVID, this COVID situation had not taken place within the Maverick organization the way that it did, all the games that we lost, because even a lot of them were by very close margins, do you not think the Mavericks would have won five of those games if they didn't have all those players out with COVID and trying to come back from COVID once they did? Take a minute. Think about that. Take a minute and think to yourself and go back and review some of those games. If you don't want to take the time to do it, I have the full season breakdown in one of my previous podcasts. Go back and take a listen through all those games of the losing streak, through all the games that we lost after that, even when everyone came back because they just weren't in shape at that point and their lungs weren't quite there because COVID affects the lungs. The Mavericks could have easily won Five of those games had all of our guys been there. And if you look at that, 
you add five wins to our current record, take five losses off our current record, where do the Mavericks sit? They're sitting right there in the number three spot and not very far behind the number two spot. I want you to really think about that, Mavs fans. I want everyone to think about that. I would love for the experts and writers and everyone else out there that I've had to listen to today say that this Maverick team isn't capable of being in the top four seeds of the Western Conference, that they're not going to be able to catch some of the top teams. I find that completely laughable because when you look at that part of the schedule, had we had all of our guys and COVID did not ravage our team the way that it did, we easily get five wins in there and we're easily sitting in about the three spot in the Western Conference as it stands right now. So I just don't understand it. It was a little insane to listen to all this today and even in the later afternoons as I listened to uh, many people's YouTube channels and um, listen to how some people are saying that this trade doesn't help the Mavericks, that they don't love it. What is there not to love when you add a career 41% three-point shooter next to Luka out there? We've seen what Seth Curry did. Seth Curry is a player who we know has defensive shortcomings, and that's why we brought over Josh Richardson. And I even had to listen to a few people say that, that the trade was a bust, that Richardson has not worked out in Dallas and doesn't look good here. And if that is the case, then you have definitely not been watching any of the Maverick games over the last 15 games, especially where Richardson has really been a lockdown defender and a guy who has helped us get a lot of victories in this time. I don't care about his scoring all the time. That is not why we made that trade. For anyone out there who is saying, oh, well, he just doesn't score as much as Seth Curry did. That is not why we made that trade. We did not bring Richardson in here to be a 15-point-a-night scorer. Hate to burst your bubble if you think that's what he was brought here for, but he was not. He was brought here to be a defensive guy who could, could score and create every now and then for himself when he needs to. That is why he was brought here, and that is what he has been giving to this Maverick team. And now when you add J.J. Redick in there, now you get the defense of Richardson and the shooting of Redick, and it was definitely the right move for the Mavericks and moves that make us better. Because just in the last 20 games, the Mavericks have been a top five defensive team in the NBA while also being a top 10 offensive efficient team in the NBA. That speaks volumes there, Mavs fans. Just look at that. The last 20 games, we are in the top five in the NBA in total team defense. That is impressive. That is what we expected when we made the trade for Richardson and the moves that we made to get better defensively. That is what we wanted, and that is exactly what we're getting. And now you add some more offense into the equation, and this Maverick team is looking good and looking ready to move up in the standings, which they're about to after this trade. So I'm calling this trade an absolute win, absolute steal for the Mavericks. When you got a guy who can come in and just absolutely shoot the lights out of the arena, that is in no way possible, shape, way, or form a negative. And when you're only giving up guys who weren't playing 
and a second round pick that isn't going to matter. That just makes the deal even better. So this Maverick team is ready to go, primed with another dynamic scorer off the bench, and the Mavericks will move up in the Western Conference within the next couple weeks here. So fun times for the Mavericks. I know everyone wanted the big splash, the big flashy move out there, but it just wasn't in the cards for the Mavericks for what we had to deal because what everybody seems to want is a first round pick. But unfortunately, we just didn't have any of those to give up to get some of the better guys out there that were available in trade. And just as a side note for everyone who's trying to be upset with us not getting Evan Fournier, the reason that was never going to work for the Mavericks is because the Orlando Magic did not want to take a player back in trade. They just wanted to get off the money and be done with it. Boston had a huge trade exception thanks to the trade they did with Hayward before the season started. So they were able to trade Fournier for just second round picks and money essentially because now that money is freed up for them and they don't have to worry about it. And they don't have to take a player back who's really not worth that amount of money that they were going to have to receive back for him. So I understand why you're upset about not getting that trade, but it was never in the cards um, as far as what Orlando was looking to get back when getting rid of Evan Fournier. So just just wanted to throw that out to your Mavs fans. I know you're upset about it. I know everybody wanted us to get some of these bigger names out there, but it just wasn't in the cards for the Mavericks right now. But it's okay. We got a guy who will still definitely improve our roster and help us in the playoffs when big shot times come up. So great move by the Mavericks. Great player to add to the team. And welcome to Dallas, JJ Reddick, who uh, is a great podcaster in his own right. And I look forward to seeing you out there on the court with our Mavs as I will be at our game coming this Friday so make sure you tune in and follow me at Maz Content Crazy on Instagram to get live feed from the games, pictures, and sounds. So that's it for today's trade edition of Mavs Content Crazy. Mavs fans, I hope you enjoyed what you heard. If you did, make sure you hit that subscribe button, like, follow, and share with your friends. And I hope you listen in next time, Mavs fans. Thanks a lot.